0: that was the sidelines harry douglas talking to michael joseph who then goes out only minutes after predicting it and makes the prediction a reality he joins us now dc defenders corner michael joseph man appreciate your time harry douglas jason fitz hanging out with you and frankly what did you see how'd you know it was coming how were you psychic
1: hey you know i uh, you know i gotta manifest it i say i, I like to say you can call me many things—a ball player, a playmaker, ball hawk, handsome—but you can't call me a liar. <laughs> <You> <laughs> can't call me a liar, I—I I had a feeling all. I had a feeling all week. I know AJ. he, he seemed confident in his arm. And I said, I got to feel I've been telling people all week. He gonna try to throw it. He gonna try to throw it to me in this cover two. Either out route or hole shot. I don't know which one is gonna be. I ain't know it's gonna be that early, but. You know, you guys, I told you he's going to make a mistake and we're going to take advantage of it. That's
2: what I did. Man, I tell you, uh, Mike Joe, man, one thing about playing the cornerback position, you got to have confidence, right? Confidence and also a short memory because things happen so fast. Uh, I love your confidence, but I'm to talk about your team a little bit. You and the D.C. Defenders, y'all off to a 3-0 and start. What's been the biggest factor in this whole thing?
1: Uh, Just I think we just got a bunch of people who are hungry. It, it, it started with the head coach. We just got a bunch of underdog. Head coach Barlow come from HBCU. I feel like we got a bunch of guys who've been counted out. So we hold each other accountable. We go out and practice hard every day with Greg Williams. Uh, making sure that we flying around and keeping our keys right. Uh, and even with the secondary, like I said, we got a bunch of underdogs. I'm from a Division three school. Uh, Dewan Neal from Division two school. We just got a bunch of small school guys that's hungry to try to uh, show the world that we can play. And I, I feel like every week we've been out there so far, we've been listed as the underdogs. So that just that just motivates us even more to go out there and prove why we're the best team in the league, best defense in the league, and, and prove everybody else wrong.
0: We're talking to D.C. Defenders corner Michael Joseph. Mike Joe, right? And at the end of that game, it got a little chippy with you in uh, St. Louis, with you guys in St. Louis. What's it been like back at the hub? Because anyone doesn't know, you guys are all in the same basic area all the time. How have emotions been back in Texas?
1: You know, honestly, that's just how we play. We've been coached like that, like I said, with Coach Barlow and Greg. You know, we're not going to back down from anybody. You know, We've we've been having to hear about St. Louis all week but you know they had to see us but honestly we don't don't dwell on it too much it's a new week we moved on to Vegas uh make sure we take care of business and uh handle them this upcoming Sunday
2: and you're speaking about Greg Williams Greg Williams spent a ton of time in the National Football League I played against him when he was a defensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints how has he how has he been able to instill confidence in everybody within your defense
1: uh, just every day and me like i said he he's a um, a coach that's definitely gonna get after you but at the end of the day uh you know you know where it's coming from he, he trusts you if you're out there he trusts you uh he's confident that he's gonna put you in the right spot and then we just we just make the plays. so he makes he makes great calls for us and our job is just to go out there and execute and trust that uh he, he's done his film study just as we've done our film study he's gonna put us in the right position
0: you were on the Bears roster in 2021. You're showing out in the XFL. What kind of feedback are you getting from everybody in your circle and from the league about getting back to the league?
1: Uh yeah, I'm getting I'm getting decent amount of feedback. I've, I've um, a lot of my teammates, I've, I've had a, a lot of injuries throughout my NFL career, so a lot of them are happy that I have finally been able to show the world um, what I can do. And that's, that's what this whole XFL is all about. It's about opportunity and getting, getting to be able to showcase your talent. And a lot of them, a lot of my old teammates back with the Bears and old coaches hit me up. Like, they just – they everybody knew what my talent, what my ability could be. And it's, it's fun that I can finally show the whole world what, what I've been training for this whole time.
2: I did want to ask you because your starting linebacker, Francis Bernard, he's he's been playing well for you guys. He got suspended for two games. That's going to be a huge loss for y'all. Who are y'all looking to step up in in, in his role and make an impact uh, this weekend against the Vegas Vipers?
1: Uh, Lucky for us, obviously we're going to miss Francis, but our linebackers, we have a great group of linebackers, and they already rotate, so all of them are going to be ready to step up. We got Hines, we got Farad, Gardner, we got Brooks. All of them have all made plays for us already, so we're confident that um, and we got that next man up mentality, and we're we confident that we – Won't miss a step these upcoming two weeks. Obviously, we're going to hate that he's gone for two games. And I obviously don't agree with that suspension, with them only having only one person suspended for one game. But um, we take it how it is. But we have a great group of linebackers, and I know we won't miss a beat.
2: And I'm glad you mentioned Jamal Brooks, because I think the way he's playing right now the first three games, I don't think he's getting enough credit that he deserves Mm-hmm. What kind of guy is Jamal, man? How, 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 playing with him, what what is it like playing a side, uh, uh, on the same side as him?
1: It's great playing. You know, um, he's kind of saying he he want to be out there a lot more than he is, but he's definitely taking advantage of every rep he is. He's definitely one of the leaders on the defense. Whenever we need something to get going, he he's the one that's stepping up. Smart player. He always knows what um, the offense is thinking. He, me and him always talk before the game or before a play like, hey. This is what I think is about to happen. Um, hey, watch out for this or watch this corner out or anything like that. Brooks is definitely, although he um, don't play every single snap, his presence is still felt on and off the field for us as a leader on this team.
0: You mentioned presence. The presence of that crowd is always felt for y'all. Uh, beer snake. What are your thoughts on the beer snake? Come on.
1: I love I love the beer snake. You know we definitely got the best fans in the XFL. And we definitely got a home field advantage. You can tell once the crowd get that beer snake going, they get some beers in them. Then they start throwing the limbs on the field. I know the league hates them limbs on the field, but it's definitely a momentum shifter when the when the crowd start getting even more involved in it. So I love the beer snake. I can't wait to go back there again this Sunday and uh, just turn them up. That's why I w- just want to make sure we go out there and get them a good show that they they paid that ticket for. Us. So, so look, I'll I, I tell you, the man. beer
2: snake and our fans. I, I, I'm sad I'm not going to be at y'all game this weekend. I got to go down to Orlando. But you keep making those oh, plays. No. And the week after, you know I'm coming to you. Mm-hmm. You know why I'm coming. You keep making them plays, baby. <laughs> hey, you know I'm going to keep making them
1: plays. I got to give me a couple more front flips.
3: And
0: that ends on. Yeah, I promise you this. We'll be looking for the front flips, and we'll make sure they're shown when they happen, brother. Appreciate your time. Congrats on just absolutely kicking butt in the XFL. Fun to watch you play, brother. Thanks for the time. All right. Appreciate you. Appreciate you having me. How going? D.C. Defenders corner, Michael Joseph. Follow him on Twitter at underscore Michael Joseph underscore uh, Mike Joe. So you can just scream, Mike Joe! It's your TV uh, when he does great things this weekend.
2: It it is funny, though, because in the first game uh, when he got the pick six, I'm over there interviewing him, and he's amped up. He's excited. And he said, you know, baby, it's me, Mike Joe! So from that point on, I get excited when he makes plays because he knows I'm coming over. I'm yelling, Mike Joe, Mike
0: Joe. And if there's anything I know this weekend, he's going to have the chance to make plays against the Vegas Vipers, who have had some issues at quarterback so far this year. Has not been a great start for my Vipers. I'm just saying, uh, always a great start for the movie Champions. Get ready for Champions, a hilarious new movie. Starring Woody Harrelson. Woody's a hot-headed basketball coach who's in over his head when he's court-ordered to manage a team with intellectual disabilities and a whole bunch of attitude champions only in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. The Ravens made a decision yesterday with ripple effects that that could impact the entire NFL moving forward. This is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
2: Breaking news from ESPN's Adam Schefter. The Ravens have placed the non-exclusive tag on quarterback
3: Lamar Jackson.
2: This is more than just about money. The relationship between the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson isn't a relationship that is in a good place. They're saying, all right, we
1: can't find compromise, so you go ahead and see if that deal's out there. And if it is and you come back to us, you know, maybe we'll match it. Maybe we'll say, you know, you were right, we were wrong, well, and come back to us and everything will be fine.
0: What would a reunion even look like for Lamar Jackson at this point? And who's more capable of coming back to the negotiating table with their tail between their legs? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz were presented by Progressive Insurance. You just heard it. a lot of conversation about the Ravens placing the non-exclusive franchise tag on Lamar, which means uh, anybody can negotiate with him right now. And if someone else were to sign him, then the Ravens would have the chance to match that. If they match it, he has to take the Baltimore contract. Baltimore gets two first round or he stays with the Ravens. If they don't match it, then he would take the contract elsewhere and Baltimore gets two first round picks in exchange. So. If you're the Ravens, you're either going to end up at this point, you know, with a quarterback that costs you $32.5 million this year or a long-term deal, or you're going to get two first-round draft picks. If you're Lamar, uh, the whole world is your oyster. Now, it should be noted that the league year opens Wednesday at 4 p.m. Teams can start talking to players a couple of days. Before then, there's this window, open tampering window, whatever you want to call it, uh, that everybody can come in and have conversations, but you know, there's a lot of talk about, well, what if Lamar gets out there and finds out that the value isn't what he thinks it is? I, I don't know how that plays out, Harry. Like, if, you're, if you've believed for years that your market is A, you go out and test it, and it's B, and now you have to re-sign with Baltimore, who's been offering you that for a long time, I mean, do you just tuck it and say, okay, let's go, you're fine? I, that seems difficult. Uh,
2: it, it is, but I know one thing his market isn't, it isn't 133 million dollars guaranteed. That's for damn sure. I know it isn't that. When we just seen Kyler Murray get 189, 189 and a half million dollars guaranteed. So how how is that even going to be feasible for a guy like Lamar Jackson, who was a unanimous MVP, in which there were only two in the National Football League who had that title: Tom Brady and Lamar
0: Jackson. But but that's also why I refuse to believe these teams saying they're out. Because how do you know if 100%. you're out before you talk to him? Like. What if all he wants is $190 million for all he wants? Exactly. But you know what I mean.
2: That, that's why I think it's, it's, it's backwards, and some of these teams are moving backwards. Because we're, we're looking at the National Football League, and our entire conversation, Fitz, after the Super Bowl, was that, you know, how you have all these teams that need a quarterback, but there, there aren't enough quarterbacks to go around. And then you have a guy in Lamar Jackson of his caliber, of his stature, and for so many long, so many of these executives, Lamar Jackson is hell to deal with. We don't know how we're going to stop them. you got to have the athletes on the defensive side of the ball to be able to compete with them. But then all of a sudden, no, we're not interested. No, we're not interested. No, we're not interested. Now, a part of me believes it's a lot of smoke and mirrors, um, that a lot of these teams are going to resurface and come back around and try to see what they can do to get Lamar Jackson because it's putting me of the mindset, fits that a lot of these teams – by saying they're not interested in Lamar Jackson, don't want to compete and win. They're not willing to do everything it takes and anything it takes to win.
0: What do they always say, man? If you have a quarterback, you have a chance. There you go. Lamar gives you a chance, right? He gives you a better chance than... I don't know, most of these quarterbacks we're sitting here talking about, and yes, it is fully possible that Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson becomes the next Lamar Jackson. I understand that. Like, that is absolutely possible. It's also possible that any of those four guys become the next Trey Lance and never really get on the field, or any of those four guys become the next Zach Wilson. I'm so risk-averse to the quarterback position. Admittedly, like, I look at it and say, look, if there's one thing I know, the most important position in all the sports, I know I want to be able to rely on the guy that I have and if I have to overpay for proof of concept I'll overpay for it all day every day even if it means that I gotta lessen the rest of the roster around it I'll overpay for that. Baltimore has consistently been a contender when Lamar Jackson has been in the game, and if the argument is that well, health has been an issue, sure, that's the case for several quarterbacks. I mean, Joe Burrow missed a full season, so we're going to suddenly look around and be like, "Well, Joe Burrow can't be relied on because he can't stay healthy." No, I mean, <laughs> uh, the, this is just part of the the risk you take at a quarterback. I, I oh, mean, the goal can,
2: post is moved all the time. So, so are we going to? Talk about how a lot of these teams overpay for quarterbacks that aren't of the caliber of Lamar Jackson. That's a conversation for another
0: day. It feels like we pick and choose how everybody feels in this situation, but this there is this is part of why I just have a hard time believing anything anybody's saying right now. I think... Teams are trying to scare everybody in Lamar Jackson's camp into thinking that he doesn't have value, and by doing that, they're going to put him in a situation where suddenly he he wants to take less. And, like, Mm -hmm. I I don't think that's going to happen here. The one thing about Lamar is that he seems to understand his worth, right? Like, uh, there is sort of some understanding if you're Lamar – of the situation and and look Lamar going to my beloved Raiders doesn't suddenly make the Raiders a Super Bowl contender. They still have a bunch of holes to address on the defensive side of the ball. There's no two ways about that. They're going to have those holes to address either way. So, I for me, I look at a lot of these teams and say if you can address the quarterback position with the former MVP that's 26 years old that has beaten the Mahomes and the Allens of the world that can show you that he is capable of that, that can be consistent uh, or you can turn around and get I don't know, Bryce Young, who might be too small, we don't know, or C.J. Stroud, who might be athletic enough, we don't know, or Anthony Richardson and Will Levis, both, who may or may not be able to complete wide-open passes. Like, why would I take that question mark when over here I've got this certain thing? And don't don't talk to me about the money because these guys are all so stupid rich. They can do whatever they want. Like, I just don't yes. care about the
2: money aspect of it at all. They can figure it out, and that's one thing I've learned over the last probably three or four years, Fitz, that I didn't – necessarily understand so much when i was playing is that you know when it comes to this money they can figure out ways to make things work that's one of the things i've literally noticed over the last three or four years so you're right when it comes to the money i'm not going to sit up here and say it's an issue because these owners and everyone has a money man that, that deals with their money and figure out how you can torque things and how you can get things to fit your books so why why would i sit up here and say okay the guarantee i think the owner's don't want to start this trend. They don't want to follow Jimmy Haslam and what he did with the Cleveland Browns and Deshaun Watson and be the next team because next thing you know, now the snowball starts to roll down the hill. And now they become they become in a position to where they're vulnerable and the last thing they want to do is feel like they're vulnerable in which you know, teams in the NBA feel like, teams in Major League Baseball feel like they are. They don't want to be in that situation. They want complete control, and they always want it, and they're going to do everything in their power to make sure that they continue to
0: continue to have it. As one of the smarter insiders I know pointed out to me earlier today, too, the teams right now don't believe that Joe Burrow is going to ask for fully guaranteed. Now, that may not make sense to a lot of us that are sitting here saying, why would you not? But if you don't believe that Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert's asking for fully guaranteed and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes didn't ask for fully guaranteed – all of a sudden, if your are team sitting here, you're saying, well, yes, Deshaun can pick or sorry, not Deshaun. Lamar can pick Deshaun as the reason he wants fully guaranteed. He can say, well, look at what Deshaun wants. got the team is going to sit at the other side of the negotiating table and say, well, that's fine. But. If Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert didn't ask for the same thing, why would we side on this side of this one person when these four over here are saying, no, nope, we're good without fully guaranteed? And there's a lot of factors that go into that. But just the business side of it, I, I think just the business side of it is part of what makes this really difficult. Because Lamar is looking at this example for why he deserves it. And the Ravens are looking at these examples for why he doesn't. And they're both right in what they're saying.
2: And I also, I, I want to know, and I don't know if we, we would ever know this, I want to know how Lamar's feeling right now because at some point this has to become taxing for him, uh, especially a person who wants to focus on the football aspects of things and just going out there and balling out for for for, for, for a football team if it's not the Ravens. You know, I, 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 I'm concerned about that because now it's more things to worry about and deal with on the table when you're in this position.
0: Yeah, and, and anybody that's ever been in a contract situation knows that it stinks. When you think you've done work that makes you worth a certain number, and the people that control that number come in far lower than that. Oh. It stinks.
2: May I remind all the Ravens fans, 2015, 16, and 17, <laughs> you guys didn't go to the playoffs. Yeah. For the last five years Lamar Jackson were there. was there, y'all went to the playoffs. And then the year y'all didn't go to the playoffs, uh, one of the, that, that one year you didn't go, you had the number one seed in the AFC before Lamar Jackson got hurt.
0: It's just one of the thousand layers to this that makes it really complicated and a reminder that none of it can really be solved until Wednesday, 4 p.m., a week from today. Fitz and Harry is presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. They're making things even easier. They help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. For one quarterback looking for a deal to another who got paid, but the devil's in the details you've got to hear next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.
3: Fitz and Harry, the podcast.
0: Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app series, XM channel. 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Chris uh, was responsible for the playlist today, and there was a theme. It took us a lot of the show to figure out the theme. We should probably throw this out, Devin, in the future to everybody else and see if people listening can figure out the theme. The theme today, it, it took it took a minute. Chris had to go back through and explain. We started the music with "Aha, Take on Me," and that's the one that's been stuck in my head because that's such a random, arbitrary thing to throw in. And then he reminded us that we also got the "I Get Knocked Down, But I Get Up Again." What is that? Chumbawamba, like whatever. You're right, Chumbawamba. Uh, and then we got Mambo Number Five at one point. That was the moment Harry, it all came together for me. It took me a second because what do these songs have? Like I thought maybe it, at first it was alphabetical because it started with "Aha." Then I thought maybe it was songs that involved the word take. That wasn't right. Tried to figure out if it was year by year. Nope. It turns out one hit wonders. All right. All artists that had one major hit. So one hit wonder Wednesday. I was way off. Well, you know, you thought it was like uh, party party like music, a party yeah, because
2: yeah, a lot of it was upbeat and you know mm-hmm. had a little tempo with it at all, and Devin reminded me the of like pool parties at Vegas and stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I think you know, Chris, Chris, it was a really good effort, really well put together playlist. Chris just went a little deeper. That's all he like. I hey, I, I actually had help on this. I, I I I thought about this a lot in advance, so I, I employed uh, Josiah and Rachel, who both work here behind the scenes with me at ESPN Radio, and. Both of them helped me come up with a lot of these songs. We had to make sure that we weren't slighting any of these artists by saying they were one-hit wonders if they actually had more songs out there that we just were not thinking of. That is, by the way, one of my favorite things, though, that people— Society has judged a one-hit wonder as, like, this slight, when especially back in that day, like back in the 80s, the the amount of money you made off one hit— Aha made millions and millions of dollars off one. So it's like I'm sorry you only had one multi-million dollar making song. Like that's a you know I'm just saying that's the one hit wonder. A little aha a take jump on Jump
2: around, the Jump around song. Like
0: House of Pain, yeah. House of Pain, like that, that that's song a song to this day is still relevant. Oh yeah. I mean there's no there's no doubt and You know, just ask Wisconsin, their football team. And by the way, yeah, uh the uh, the person that wrote that has an estimated current net worth, according to the Google machine, of ten million dollars. <laughs> There's worse <laughs> things than writing one. So <laughs> I wouldn't mind that.
3: Take on me by Aha. It, it was in the trailer for The Last of Us on HBO, which is currently the most watched show on television. So I imagine it's the the net worth of that song, as it were, went up as well.
0: Um, the person that wrote that has a net worth currently, according to the Google machine, of sixty million dollars. Hey, Aha was huge in Europe, though they were a one-hit wonder here. Aha did very well in Europe for a very long time. But yeah, Fitz, we should write a song together. Well, I've tried and for a lot of. You, let me let me just assure you that uh, number one. Uh, while I have played on some of those number one songs, I have never actually written a number one song. If I had, I would have the same approach to life that one Harry Douglas does. I would own my own. I own my own city. I own a compound. I'd be sitting in my multi-million dollar house. Uh, you know, it's it would
3: take you a while to get to your bathroom from where you're sitting.
2: Like, oh my gosh, you guys stop it for God's sake! I
0: did not write "If I Die Young." I wish I had. Kudos to Kimberly Perry who did. Shout out to her. But if you ever like, one of the funniest things about country music, especially because a lot of the guys don't uh, actually write their own songs, you know, like a lot of people uh, that co write on everything. And you start talking about the people that a lot of people have never heard of, like Shane McAnally is the name that nobody knows. He's just a songwriter in Nashville. And he's got to be worth 15, 20 million bucks at this point, just from writing number one hits. So I
2: would take it when I went to the Anita Baker concert for Valentine's Day. Babyface opened up for her, right? Oh, my God. And Babyface said, you know what? I'm going to go through my catalog of songs that I've, I've, I've written for myself and, and also producing and then songs I've written for other artists that were major hits. My goodness. Like so many of them, I had no idea that he had written. The the catalog was unbelievable.
0: Babyface has very few songs that are like household names as a singer that people are like, oh my God, Babyface. According to the Google machine, Babyface, who by the way, yes, an icon from the 90s particularly. According to the Google machine, Babyface has an estimated current net worth of $200 million. So, you know. (laughs) Doing okay. I mean, uh, babyface can afford to send a private jet out to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Woody Johnson mm-hmm. can afford to do that also. He has done that, and obviously that's part of the conversation with quarterbacks. But there was one quarterback that didn't need a private jet. He was able just to sit in his living room and sign the deal he wanted. Daniel Jones and the Giants get a four-year, $160 million deal done. They also used the non-exclusive non-exclu- tag, they being the Giants, on Saquon Barkley yesterday. So four years, $160 million. But here's the most important part. $82 million guaranteed with an This is brilliant because Daniel Jones gets the $82 million fully guaranteed that he wants, you know, gives him the $40 million range, but also in two years, if it's not working out, the team has an out like that's, that's a dream situation for everyone involved
2: major shout-out to the front office of the New York football giants on getting this deal done. Not only uh, is it a positive getting this deal done in the manner that they got it done, but also you got to keep Saquon Barkley as well, two guys who were the forefront of your offense and actually made it go. But for Daniel Jones, right, you get two years to see if he can actually repeat or I won't say repeat, be better than he was in 2022 because that's when the guaranteed money comes in. If he's not, then you can chop him and move on.
0: Think think about this, Ari. They always talk about the goal for most NFL players is to get to the second co- contract, right? That's right. Daniel Jones just got to the second contract. But by having an out in two years, I mean, even if he continues to play it, uh, lights out, it, he'll get back to the market quickly. We need to remember Daniel Jones is only 25. So you yeah, know, right. when you start looking at this situation for Daniel Jones, he put himself in a situation where, sure, he could get four years, $160 million, though will Had the chance to renegotiate before then also. But even if in two years the team decides they want out on him, he's still a 27-year-old quarterback that would hit the market. Like, he put himself in a really good situation with that, too. If he continues to excel, his value is only going to go up and up and up. And if he doesn't, he's going to hit the market again in two years where he can get a fresh start somewhere else, still for, I'm sure, a wild amount of money because in two years a backup quarterback probably still makes $30 million a year.
2: And I know Saquon Barkley is happy for Daniel Jones, and I know he's probably hating the franchise tag right now because he's making $10 million. But Saquon could go out there and ball out again and get the money. That's just what the, the, the market is for the running backs, and that's just how running backs are treated, treated in the National Football League.
0: Yeah, I don't understand why anybody would let their kid be a running back at this point. Like, you look at it last year, two of the best players, not just running backs, two of the best players in the entire NFL, Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. Both of them were franchised at a rate that is lower. $10 million. Than, I mean, the franchise tag for a tight end is higher. You're better off being a tight end than a running back. So you go out and you put up massive numbers as a running back. You go out and you be the absolute machine that your team needs. But we understand because of the replacement value for all these guys that it's just like, ah, ah, it's fine. You know, it, it's to me, it's it's crazy to even want to be a running back at this point. It's just the way the world works, right? Like if the Raiders or the Giants go out and they franchise their players, yes. But if they go out and do long-term mega deals, we are going to question that out of the gates, which is all the more reason why. Exactly you should never do it. College basketball is in the home stretch, by the way. Tune in tonight for the ACC tournament. Coverage begins at 6.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. All right, we're going to let you guys take over. A bunch of you guys have been calling an all show. You want to chime in on the quarterback movement in the NFL. You want to chime in on Lamar. You want to chime in on Aaron Rodgers. You want to chime in on Daniel Jones. We're going to let you. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. Your thoughts on the quarterback movement in the NFL next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN. ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app at SiriusXM Channel 80. You actually, by law, I think, can't be a middle-aged white dude and not immediately prove to the world you still know every word to Ice Ice Baby. Not sure I'm proud of that. It's just fact, though. Fitz and
2: Harry. (laughs) Harry (laughs) Douglas, Jason Fitz.
0: All right, we've been asking you guys for your thoughts on everything going on in the quarterback carousel across the NFL and a bunch of you have chimed in, so we're going to let you take over the show. Triple eight, say ESPN, eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. showing sh- just pure bias to the name. Let's start with Jason in Kentucky. See Jason's lookout for other Jasons. So, Jason in Kentucky, what you got, man? Thanks for calling the show. Uh, well,
3: first of all, you know, if I'm Baltimore, i got to take care of the bar based on what he's done track record-wise. But I guess bigger picture, my question would be, and maybe this is for an NFL cap guy somewhere, but as more and more players sort of fight for the idea of completely guaranteed contracts or majority guaranteed, it's going to trickle to other positions, top wideouts, top edge rushers, top cornerbacks, and then further and further down the line. As those rosters become more saturated with guaranteed money, the stuff like we're talking about with Aaron Rodgers to Green Bay and Green and, or Aaron Rodgers to the Jets and the Jets being able to create cap room, you can best believe they're not creating that cap room by cutting people that have got a bunch of guaranteed money left. Seems to me the roster flexibility ultimately will be part of what suffers and the lifeblood of what you guys talk about, and I like to listen to through a good part of the off season is going to pay the consequences.
0: Uh, thanks for the call, Jason. Uh, I, I don't think you're wrong that that would happen. I just I challenge the concept that it will happen because I just don't think enough players would get guaranteed contracts. I, you are looking at such a small percentage of the NFL that would actually—I mean, quarterbacks, the best of the best of the quarterbacks. I think if Joe Burrow went in today, Harry, and asked for fully guaranteed contract, he would get that. Derek Carr wouldn't. You know, I think if you're the best edge rusher in the NFL and you ask for fully guaranteed, you get it. And if it really became a disruption to their business model, the NFL would just go in and negotiate a new CBA that would allow them more flexibility, wouldn't they?
2: Yeah, I think right now it's very position uh specific. And you know, you're not going to have the 53rd man on the roster contract be guaranteed. Granted, I would argue that's probably a person that probably needs the guaranteed money more so than anybody because they're that's the person that's you know probably holding on by dear life and uh probably was a a conversation away from not actually being on the team. It's just it's just a light where I I don't think I don't, I don't know if it'll happen while I'm still living. Um, I, I will tell you I'm on the side of I wish it would happen just because I've been through the thick of, uh, thick of it all. I know what it's like to be in a National Football League. I know the, 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 the wear and tear on your body. I know the mindset of players. And then also we got to factor in, you know, from a health perspective, um, physically and mentally, what this game has done to people and how a lot of people have uh, lost their lives because of that as well.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting development that I think is still a long way away from actually becoming guaranteed across the league. Uh, Just because I like the name, again, Cornbread in Michigan. Like, your name's Cornbread, you get through. All right, Cornbread. Maybe I should eat your Cornbread. uh, I mean, Cornbread sounds delightful right now. Uh, By the way, Cornbread in in Chile, like, put your chili on top of the Cornbread, that's the way to do it. All right, Cornbread in Michigan, what you got? Thanks for calling the show. What's
1: happening, Captain? This Cornbread out here in Saginaw, Michigan, filling that heat from that – Disrespect for my man, Lamar Jackson, man. I know Brad Holmes got a couple aces in the hole on draft day. Hopefully he can send him our way and he'll be well-respected and received. We're going to get him golf, two of them number ones, and Super Bowl next year.
0: Oh, you want the Lions to go get Lamar? Yeah. Cornbread coming with, like, I I, I don't it. think that's a terrible idea, Harry. Like, I, I mean, I know that they're they're sitting there happy with golf right now, but you could offer golf to the Ravens. Do a little deal here, give golf to the Ravens. They get a quarterback, and then uh, you turn around and you go with Lamar. Well, I, I like
2: that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind it either, uh, especially Lamar Jackson with that run game and that offensive line and how they performed last season. Uh, I, I think they, they have some more holes they need to fill defensively, though. Uh, not just minor holes, but I think uh, uh, major holes that they need to fill defensive line-wise. Uh, they need better play out of the guys that they've drafted. Cornerback wise, uh, recently in, in the and past drafts, so I think they have some holes to fill. But you know, Lamar Jackson with that offensive line and that run game. Who-
0: I just want to know what it feels like to have a nickname as cool as cornbread. Like, Fitz is a good one. Well, did you just cool say
2: one. put chili on cornbread? Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: You ever want to elevate okay, your chili? I almost
2: pooped myself when you said
0: it. Hey, I have won awards for my chili. No exaggeration. I have won chili contest. And you put the cornbread at the bottom of the bowl. Then you layer the chili on top of it. And then when you eat it, you get it all in that bite. I'll make you chili next time you come up to Bristol. And I'm telling you, it's going to change your life. I'm with Fitz oh. on this
3: one. I'm with Fitz.
2: That sounds delightful. Uh-oh. Yeah. All right. You oh, gotta gotta that are you like, you oh, guys okay. got to come to the South more? Cause I think about cornbread, I'm thinking about with collard greens and macaroni and cheese and yams, and you put it all together and you eat it on your fork. Yeah. You p- a hot t- what?
0: I'm not saying that you can't also do that. I'm saying cor- you're not giving cornbread enough to, credit for no, its I'm versatility. To, I'm, I'm,
2: a, I'm gonna have to taste it. I'm gonna have to taste it. I'm when a, I come back up there. I'm gonna bring you up uh, here. I want you to make it for me so I'm I can make, taste it and try it out. I'm, a, I'm gonna make you some of my secret recipe
0: uh, Wait, chili. Hold up, you, you got done saying that you you have like championship level chili, and I have yet to taste it. I look, I rarely hashtag make, Like honestly, I rarely make. T- Takes a long time. I'm super invested. Oh, I in guess it. I
3: guess we're just not as important uh, you know what? You
0: to take the time. You know what? Wow. For the final four, my place, I'll make chili. There we go. The go whole on. show staff come over to my place. Uh, I'll make chili. And uh and we'll we'll Harry, you you can you can maybe come. We'll, well see. I'm gonna be lighting your bathroom up, yeah, well, I'm mean, so we we'll be on the same page. Gosh, one, I got multiple bathrooms. You can go wherever you want. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I live in a compound. What am I talking about? I'm talking to you about that. Uh David in Virginia. Uh David, what do you got? Thanks for calling the show.
1: Hey, how you doing? And and I have to agree, the the cornbread and chili
3: is it is delicious. Mm-hmm. He's not lying. Oh, okay, David. But Dave. but, uh, but uh, with, with that being
1: said, like Lamar Jackson's contract uh, signing and everything, I just feel like the the guy deserves it. Number one, number two, like I I know that Deshaun Watson's contract was an anomaly, you know, within the NFL and everything and how that happened, but you know. I wanted to ask this question
3: for Harry. How how do they do the
1: incentives? Could they, couldn't they give him incentives, you know, if he hit certain numbers and everything like that and make that a part of his guarantee? Because a lot of his touchdowns, he's
3: a talent with the ball in his hand.
0: They still – well, so. I'll cut you off here because we're up against it, David. Go ahead, Harry,
2: real quick. Well, no, I, I, don't, I don't think Lamar Jackson will want that either, though. I don't think he he would want incentives. And incentives
0: uh, still count against the salary cap unless they're yes. called not likely to be earned incentives, which would have to be something that wasn't earned in the past in their career. Otherwise, it counts against the salary cap either way. So it doesn't save the team a lot of money, despite the popular perception of, like, I'll oh, just put it all in incentives. Lamar's earned most of those incentives. Even an MVP award would be not considered not likely to be earned because he's earned it in the past. One thing I know is that Kenny and Carlin will keep breaking down every single ounce of it. I hear the entire Ra- Ravens roster is going to join him. You don't want to miss it. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio.
3: You've been listening to the Fitz and Harry Podcast. You can listen to The Guy's live weekdays from noon to 3 Eastern on ESPN Radio. And you can watch on the ESPN app.